I love pleasing my partner and I want to receive that. But I also feel like not everyone should get these big lips around their dick. I mean, if we're keeping it a buck, you know what I mean? Like if we're keeping it a buck, why would I put random dicks in my mouth? You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't want street meat. I also think that there's a, <laughs> I also think, sorry. But first, a word from our sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to the fan whores, to the whoreheads, to the pod babes and the Canuck sluts. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Had a little burp in the middle of that one. What's up? Welcome, welcome to the show. Bringing you sex positive conversations week in and week out for over nine years. This week's guest is TV personality Alicia Renee. You might recognize her from 106 and Park, from Girl Code. She has a new original audio series out on Audible called Unleash for Love. And we're talking all about the love, uh, why we don't have it, and how we're trying to get it coming up soon. But first, the Naked Comedy Show, it returns to Hacienda this Friday. We've got 8 and 10 o'clock shows. Tickets are still available. There's a link at the top of the schnotes. Grab yours. Come on through. Use the promo code MANSCAPE for $5 off because I'm feeling friendly and generous on this Wednesday. You can also see my other comedy dates coming up, like this Sunday I'll be at Bridge and Tunnel Brewery. Later this month I'm opening for Cammy and Nikki of double teamed fame you've heard them on the podcast earlier this year they're doing a live show in new york city i got a ticket link for that in the show notes and oh here's a fun one next wednesday august 23rd uh, i am emceeing a non-monogamy speed dating slash speed friending mixer uh out in i think it's in williamsburg i also have a ticket again schnotes everybody the schnotes schniz schnery schniz <laughs> Ticket links for the Nominogamy Speed Meeting event, uh, also in the show notes, should be a good time. But episode 500, huh? That was a. Uh, I told you I had something cooking for you. I told you it was worth the wait. I I I hope you enjoyed. It was it was it was definitely an experience editing the moans in a coffee shop. I, it's not often I have an erection while I do the post-production process, but woo-wee, episode 500, the oral sex auditions, if you haven't heard it yet, fucking cue that shit up. Y'all seem to have a lot to say on it. For example, Russ F., he says in the champagne room, congratulations on 500 episodes, Billy. I've been around for at least 400 of them, I think. I thought this episode was super important because it's all about pleasure who gets it, who doesn't, how one gets it, and how one should give it. I had to laugh at the following. Uh, Billy, OMG, OMG, oh my God. Samantha, it was pretty good. <laughs> that was definitely uh, something I observed as well. I, you know, we'd have, I'd have these transition noises where uh, you can hear me just panting and out of breath coming up for air. You can hear me choking on cunt and then it just transitions into yeah it was pretty good like <laughs> that's pretty good as russ also said if that's her pretty good i wonder what her amazing is like just goes to show how much work needs to be put in to get a 7.5 but I, I was happy to hear that you hey, hate four out of five femmes recommend billy's mouth i'm like toothpaste now you heard at the end of the, the episode that I had gone out with Samantha again. We hooked up. She said she had a great time. And then a couple weeks later goes out of the blue. I don't want to see you again. So Samantha, and I, I sent Samantha the episode. So, okay, well, hey, you know, it's out. And she did. we did get some 
clarity on that. She did uh, have a good time. She did think it was a red flag how not over my ex-girlfriend I was back in May. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, but, but then she had gone to therapy and decided she wants love. She wants love and she's willing to wait for it and is allegedly, you know, hanging up her panties in the meantime. Um, I, I don't always think that when you are putting an intentionality into your dating life that you have to completely give up good sex, but you do you, boo-boo. Love is kind of the theme of this week's episode with Alicia Renee. We're talking a lot about the love stuff, trying to find it. Why aren't we getting it? May all the sluts who have been mentioned thus far uh, find the love that they want. It's uh, it's it's definitely relevant. Uh, Elizabeth K. also said in the champagne room, Wow, Billy, it sounded to me that you were a slam dunk for all of them and provided expert pleasure. Damn, though, some of these women were very annoying. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I Can I personally just throw in also like really brave? Okay. Um, I feel pretty grateful that I have not experienced selfish partners who aren't is- interested in going down to me. But then she says, fun fact, before I found the Man Whore podcast, I matched with a man on field in Wilmington, Delaware. He was there for Christmas holidays visiting his grandparents. In his profile, he stated that he'd won a pussy eating contest. Huh. Turns out he was one of the men on the OG episode with Roxanne. What? You hooked up with Porno Jim? You had the tolerance to put up with Porno Jim? That's a small slutty world. She finished her post with, We met up and yes, dot dot dot. He was good. He was good. It was pretty okay. Dare to exclaim how good the sex was, please. The amount of times I came up for air and then just apparently it was, yeah, it was pretty good. I'm like, you're not tired also? Even when I get a really good long blowjob, by the end of it, I'm a little out of breath. Coming wins me. Or maybe I'm just in bad shape. I don't know. Annoying. Did y'all think those ladies were annoying? Let me know what you think. Share your thoughts in the episode discussion channel in the champagne room, which I'm really excited has recently become over 700 members strong. Over 700 sex positive weirdos looking to connect with like-minded folks. Get on in there at manwhorepod.com slash discord. If you want to know how manwhorecom was, look, I could always tell you my experience of it, but in the champagne room, there's an entire channel just for manwhorecon. So if you want to see what other people said about their experience at my quasi-annual fan meetup weekend here in New York City, pop in over there. I will say one, hashtag for Jack was a success. The boy had a good time. This weekend needed to be good, you know, for the guy flying in from France. And uh, he seemed to have been pleased and maybe at least once pleasured. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to the comedians who performed on Impact, our kinky comedy show, and Dominatrix Dorian Dreadful. Uh, They put on a great show. We had a, a sold out crowd at Star Bar. Shout out to the pizza guy who I apparently was rude to when I blacked out and and was upset there was no cheese left at 3.30 in the morning. That was my bad, dude. That was my bad. And Armando set me straight. He let me know what happened. He was very kind about it, but apparently I was a rude boy and that was not nice of me. Uh, And and, and finally, a shout out to the Museum of Sex, who uh, every man work on, they always donate free tickets for our crew to go tour the exhibits and and the fun games they've got going on over there. Uh, I was incredibly impressed with the Museum of Sex this year. Uh, it was complete. There's nothing the same from when I was there four years ago. Everything was new. I'm a history nerd. So, of course, like my like my favorite one of my favorite parts was this exhibit that shows like the history of the sexualization in media and censorship in the media, right? And controversy. So it, it, it's kind of in sections. So the first is is advertising and when and how brands were pushing the envelope. And then it got into the movies, how those were getting a little more sexualized and sex scenes were starting to become uh, allowed, the MPAA. Then music and, and the sexual innuendo in old music and the explicitness of fucking wet ass pussy. But then there's this wall. 
and the it's it's kind of like historical moments in obscenity in censorship in sex-based speech the first issue of hustler magazine controversy around finding cbs for the janet jackson nip slip court cases and i found myself overwhelmed with a lot of emotion at this wall podcasting especially doing it uh, in the independent style that I do. There is no team here. I don't really have collaborators except for my guests week to week. It can be lonely. I'm looking at this wall. I'm looking at trailblazers. I'm looking at people you've never heard of. Like there were four students at Spelman College who, you know, protested a certain rapper coming to their school. The Dixie Chicks. I mean, there's, there's people known and unknown on this wall and their contributions to advancing sex positivity and fighting censorship. And I don't know, I felt part of something. Like I felt like, yeah, hey, look, me eating out women and putting our actual moans into a podcast episode <laughs> is like, it felt like I'm doing my really baby bit of a small part of a bigger thing. And that felt pretty cool. Uh, I, for, I don't know if I officially announced this or not, but like, so the Museum of Sex is opening a new location in Miami, I think like any day now. I, th- I think it's happening this fall. They reached out to me earlier this year because there's going to be an exhibit about like sexual health products or something like that. Anyways, someone found a very old, very low downloaded, like honestly, I think it's one of my top five least listened to podcast episodes ever, but someone at the museum found this episode of my podcast and snagged this one clip from it and is asking asked permission to use that clip in the exhibit room to play on loop while visitors are walking around it's like my my slut show is going to be in a museum is going to be part of that history and that movement and so while i'm like pseudo babysitting you know 12 to 15 fan whores at the at most sex i'm i'm also just like taking it back looking at this wall and i don't know feeling connected to something it definitely helped feel a little less alone i thought that was cool in my way of saying like yo man whore podcast is gonna be in a fucking museum hey i wonder how many museums i gotta get put into before my dad is more proud of me than my sisters but and anyways <laughs> man Con was great Shout out to everyone who came. All right, before I get to my guest this week, Alicia Renee, uh, I got to announce we have another, ow, ow, fuck, hot movie night. Next Thursday, August 24th, Fan Horn Nation is going to be watching the 1979 Golden Era Classic starring my queen, Kay Parker. We're watching Taboo. We're, we're streaming Taboo in a patron-only channel in the Champagne Room. During the sex scenes, we, you know, we talk shit. We do Mystery Science Theater 3000, but horny. And if you want to join us for that, you got to be a member of the Patreon. Go to my Patreon, sign up for any tier, link it to your Discord, and then I will see you on August 24th, or maybe I'll even hear uh, the, the slick wits you got to share. I hope these next two people will be at Hot Movie Night. Uh, I want to give a shout out. I want to give a fan whore appreciation moment to Steve Wedekind from Texas. Stand tall, stand true, stand blue. Deep in the heart of Texas, sir. Thanks for supporting the podcast. I also want to give a shout out to Miss Gothic. You and uh, your your happy pseudo furry pets have been very wonderful additions to the community. So thanks for being a member. Thanks for supporting the pod. Thanks for being so active and fun. Uh, And you too can join us for hot movie nights and support an indie podcaster you seem to enjoy. Become a member today. Support the pod at patreon.com slash podcast, or download the Patreon app and find me on there. My guest this week is Alicia Renee. She's got a new original audio series on Audible called Unleashed for Love. I've only heard the first episode, but it feels like like if you like the movie Girls Trip, right? If you like Girls Trip, I feel like you'll dig listening to this. 
and enjoy this conversation uh, about love, about faith, about being very discerning with whose dick you put in your mouth. Here's me with Alicia Renee. And the funny thing is, is I'm a fun gal. I'm, a, I'm, I'm nice to look at. I don't know what's happening. I don't, like maybe I, maybe I need to stop talking about singledom. Maybe I need to start putting. I'm out here fucking. Mm-hmm. Can we curse on this podcast? Yes, you can curse on this earmuffs, podcast. Lisa. Yeah. Earmuffs. <laughs> Ear, earmuffs, Lisa. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I need to start just manifesting and, and changing my language up. Yeah? You think? Well, I mean, how much are you like that character I listen to? Like, how is her dialogue a lot like yours? Alicia is... The, the, Alicia, the character, is way more, I would say, obsessed mm-hmm. about love and finding love than I am. Okay. I have a little more ease to it. I'm like, fuck it, it'll come. She is more... Uh, what's the word? Whimsy about love, fanatical about love than myself. Yeah. For sure. Uh Every character is based off of someone real, just a little more heightened, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, I just I have a little more ease to it. Yeah, well, so I think so. What, like, I mean, where are you meeting people out now? These streets, yeah. These dating apps are trash. Not, you're actually picking people off the street. I'm I'm putting myself in position to be picked up off the oh. street, and not like a two dollar whore, but like mm. one that you'd actually want to take home to meet mom. Okay, not a whore, but like a woman. Yeah. Although some people are taking whores home to meet. I mean, I think I take whores home to meet mom. Good My mom you. loves them. Yeah. Good for you. We don't kink shame around here. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you do. <laughs> I mean. I find that the whore part doesn't tend to factor in too much, other than like their nighttime availability. <laughs> otherwise, they're not just, a male or otherwise it's just like dating uh, anyone else. Well, if they're not available, that means that you got a good whore, huh? If you if they're not available in the nighttime, oh no, that she's very good, good as whore. in good at her job. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's she's the thing. Really I like I like it when someone's just good at what they do. Fair. That's attractive to me. Fair. So if you do sex work, so mm-hmm. long as you're like taking it, like you do Body it well. Thing. I'm into that. If you're mm-hmm. an artist, then you're like commit whatever you're. At, if you're a, prof- I just like you just to be excel. good at it. Yeah, just yeah. excel. No one likes a half-ass surgeon. You know what I mean? Like I kind of want you to be the top of your craft. Yes, I yeah. that that's an attractive quality. Mm-hmm. Someone's passionate about what they do mm-hmm. and good at what they do. So I don't really care if what you do is like provide really fine evenings with older gentlemen. <laughs> so long as you're re- like you got a nice website. I like the professional clean way you photos. Say it. The clean way you describe it. Yeah. Nice fine evening with a distinguished gentleman. Yeah, you know, I mean, for, I mean, at a certain age, a lot of times that's just a, that job is just babysitting Fair. old men. You're, yeah. you're barely even banging. You don't have to juggle any balls. Yeah, they they just want to tell old stories about the lady who got away. <laughs> oh, the one who got away. That's those are the stories that Oof. my whore friends tend to tell me. Your whore friends. Oh, yeah, I mean, most of my friends, I feel like, are in are in the trade. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's unpack that. <laughs> Let's unpack your feeling on horse. Alicia that. Renee. Hello. <laughs> Hi. So nice to meet you. Uh, from, from What an opening. Yeah. What a, what a horse opening. Yeah. Uh, of Girl Code fame. Yeah. It's been a minute Guy since code, that. Guy Code, Girl Code. It has been a minute. I feel like we didn't do the audience justice, though. We didn't have like a farewell season or anything like that. Yeah. That show just kind of like evaporated and all of a sudden you and Suba and Jamie and all of them just it was their number one show too I was surprised that they did it Shar and I were talking about that actually I'm like we they really should have given us like a farewell season I think the closest that we got to it was during the global ponderosa mm-hmm. uh they did um what happened in the year 20 was it 2021 or something like that or 2020 like it was one of those uh flashback moments okay and a few of us took part in that like myself, Sharla, I think Duval. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Okay. That's the closest that we got to a wrap up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have Do you have any sex worker friends uh, IRL yourself that you know about? <sighs> I think if I were to have any sex working friends, they probably would unfortunately be discreet about it. And I say mm-hmm. unfortunately because I haven't had that many sexual experiences, so I would want to Wait, well, pick their brain. What? Yeah. Why do you say that as if I'm just, I should be swinging from penis to penis? Like Jane no, it's not about should, and just, Tarzan. The way you think you were, I'm just dick hopping? No, the way you were speaking up front, the uh-huh. shirt you're wearing, I don't know. You're also like- What's wrong with my we're both in our, I think, in our thirties and everything. I just feel like we've had some experience at, at feel, a time. I feel judged because my blouse is see through. Yeah. I, I am. At, it's good. It's great looking blouse. I'm thank just, you. I wanted to give a razzle dazzle, you know, give a little something. Um, but also, I'm trying to get out of these streets, so I feel like if mm. you advertise a little more, maybe I just haven't been that 
open about my advertisement of said body, all this brown sugar before you. Yeah. Well, it does seem like you like you also are not sure like why you're still single. I'm not. And I started this whole show interviewing my exes about why I'm still single. What did they say? You know, I'm apparently condescending to younger partners. I That's, could see that. Yeah. <laughs> the way you judge the shit out of my blouse, I could see that. What? <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> that uh, I'm I'm infuriating to argue with. Mm, are you a Leo? No. Taurus? No. Aquarius. I'm a Gemini, and this. Ex- I knew it. That this was exchange. Be my- <laughs> this exchange is why I attach no value to it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm apparently like argue. Uh, uh, argumentative. I'm argumentative. Mm. Um, condescending condescending okay. and i give weird compliments why now why do your friends say you're single uh some would say i'm picky but i don't i don't i was saying to you i don't think picky is a thing i think mm-hmm. you know you you could be sure about what you want what you don't want okay uh i prefer a little less fuckery okay you know i like to know what is fuckery fuckery is inconsistency mm. in how you show up are you dependable you know what I mean? Uh, are you someone, are you a man of your word? Are you integrous about about mm-hmm. how you show up in life? Yeah. Um, those things matter. I like to laugh. I think people take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love to play and balance. And so, you know, I, I just think certain things, and I'm from the South. So there's a lot of ways in I do believe in feminism and, you know, I am woman, hear me roar. But there are other ways where I really love a guy to take the lead, especially because I am a business and I'd like to not have to do that in my personal life. Mm-hmm. You know? The typical, very alpha, like out in your professional life, but I, yeah. at home you kind of want not I, have to I, make the I decisions. I want to be soft. Me yeah. too. Yeah. I also prefer <laughs> when they make the decisions and they lead the way because I got to run my own independent business all day, every day. Right. I'm tired. And you want to rest. Yes. I want to rest. I want ease. I, may we both get the dominant partners that we prefer. I'd like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like when was the last time you were in like a like a serious committed, like when was the last time you had a boyfriend? Mm, last time I had a boy, heavy on the boy. Friend. <laughs> Like I mean, Heavy I'm, I mean, I'm sure you boy. can get like a boy when you want one, but like mm-hmm. someone committed. Uh, I want a man. Yeah, I, I I think about this line and uh, eat, pray, love, and I know it's that's probably my problem. I I will watch certain movies and I'm like, oh, that would be nice yeah. when uh, Javier uh, Harvey Javier Bardem. And I say mm-hmm. I have an accent. Bardem. 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 Uh, Bardem. Bardem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he was like, you don't need a man, Rose. You need a champion. God damn it! Talk to me. <laughs> I need a champion. Ugh. Don't know where they are. Yeah. I don't know where they reside. You think you deserve a champion? No, I know I deserve a champion. There That's you go. Thinking. That's good. Yeah. Isn't language, it sad language when you... matters. It does. It's mm-hmm. it's really sad to me when I hear somebody make the same complaint as you, but then they also don't talk themselves up in a way that deserves that. It took me a long time to get there, though, I, yeah. if, if I'm being fully transparent. Please. And uh, Lisa and I had a beautiful conversation yesterday. I'll share my part. Obviously, not hers. Um, but... And it takes a long time for you to gain language that you can look at yourself and know that you're deserving of something. Um, and I'll say this. I'm, I'm a woman who's had a job since I was 14. So it's taken me a long time to uh, find comfortability and wanting ease and wanting to be soft and not financially taking care of my partners mm-hmm. and being able to say out loud, I want to be in a relationship where... I'm taken care of financially where I'm provided for and I don't give a shit if people look at you look at me like I'm a gold digger or anything like that. I don't mm. have anything to prove to anybody. I've had a job since I was 14. A yeah. bitch is tired. Bitch, I'm tired. Like, where is my ease? <laughs> sure. I want to be a dandelion. I want to put on my heels and cross my legs and be sexy and know that Big Daddy has it covered. Mm-hmm. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and it takes a very long time, especially as a woman of color, mm. to be able to rest there and, and say that I deserve to be soft in the right man's arms. So. And when was the last time you felt that way? I haven't. I have yet to receive that. Have you never had a like a boyfriend? I've I, I I've never had a champion. Okay, so you've been in like relationships, but never like mm-hmm. that champion level. Guy. I haven't been in love yet. Okay. I've loved men to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've received their love to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. Although I can say, in the six relationships that I was in, 
um, when it all came down to it, and you know how you do the whole recap of how the relationship flushed out it's and whatnot. literally what I do. You know, like, <laughs> like started my career. where we went wrong. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate them saying that they didn't love me because they didn't love themselves and they didn't know how to love me. So that's why I'm very particular with my language when I say I received their love to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. And I gave mine to the best of my ability. Um, but, you know, therapy does wonders and living does wonders. Uh, and so, yeah, I can say I haven't received the kind of love that I know I deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the last, like, proper date you went on? Oh, my God. Wow. Mm. Okay. So that long. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Don't make me, don't make me, like. I mean, I'm not going to make you pull out a calendar. Pull a number. But... Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. The last relationship I can read relationship, on your face how long it's been. Did you see how, like, I yeah. went, like, into a daze? Yeah. I was like, how long has it been? No, oh, I just want to give you a hug. It felt, I felt very sad. I need I'm a sorry. Hug. Yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the sad boy here. Uh, oh, it's like, you're not... you've met your match. <laughs> what was that? You've met your match. I met my match and I lost her. Oof. Talk yeah. to me. I'm here. Listen. Oh, no. The, 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 I'm, I'm I got to, if I told you how long ago it was, you'd be like, okay, you need to shut up about it. I now. give phenomenal <laughs> advice, Lisa. Uh, no, I, I mean, I'm in, I'm also in therapy four days a week and four very, days, four days, two different. I got group once and then individual three times a week. Okay. I'm a very therapized boy. Are we making uh, progress? <laughs> Some progress. Okay. I mean, the group is good because it's just men my age. And then like, I need to learn how to make male friends because I don't have those. Is that beneficial though? It's, it's kind of like the blind leading the blind. Yes. Well, yeah, there's like a, an older guy who allegedly has degrees and shit who leads the way on it, but no woman. Uh, well, no, it's like specifically was made to be like a, a group of men so we can like men being vulnerable with each other and That's seeing fair. that it's fine. Right. So I like that. There's that. And then I've got my end of it. We're making progress. Are you just now in therapy or have you? I've been on off therapy since I was a kid, but. Good for you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's such a and great for you. Good to you for taking mm. advantage of like and I say that just because like therapy hasn't always been like a easily accessible thing, more specifically within communities of color. Sure. We kind of like sweep the baby under the rug. But meanwhile, back at the ranch, you could still see the baby. Yeah. You know, the, so there's it's just now getting to a place where we can talk openly about our problems and issues and concerns and hopefully get to a more healthier resolution. And I love to hear uh, men providing spaces for other men to be soft and to be more expressive. So then you won't run into a woman like me, who's like trying to pull your emotions out of you. And I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) It's been really challenging to find chivalrous men. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I was picking up that there's like a little bit more of a traditional mindset for what you want in certain regard, mm-hmm. right? Uh, obviously, I'm a woman with opinions. I'd love to have them valued, heard, and appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, I am strong. I don't mind if I ask my guy out on a date. I'll pick up the bill. Mm-hmm. I asked you out. Okay, I'll take care of you. But I love to be taken care of. It's something that I just haven't experienced yet, and you know. It's challenging when you are open about certain things. I think people can kind of like just get ahead of that and think that, oh, she just doesn't want to do that. It's like, no, I just I want to know that there's ease back at home mm-hmm. and everything isn't a struggle and a fight. Yeah. And I don't have to carry all of these plates and keep them up in the air. Well, what was like, what's an example of like type of fights that would keep you from progressing in a relationship? Um, Wherever the last potential champion was. So I dated this guy. And the, the older I got, I guess I can kind of understand. Um, but he was like, you know, if your credit score doesn't come up, I won't marry you. Okay. Fair. Because, you know, marriage is a contract, right? right. It's, it's a business. Okay. But you kind of hope that financial literacy isn't really taught more specifically in my community, right? Right. So if you don't have the knowledge or the tools, you don't know how to apply it. Again, I've had a job since I was 14. I've taken care of four households, you know, since I was 19. I bought my first house at 17. So I have earning power. I know what to do with money. But just as it pertains to credit, like certain those during that time, it just, I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. So you kind of hope that if a guy comes into your life with all these restrictions and parameters that he's willing to help you solve the problem. I don't mean financially, but maybe give you some insight with yeah. how about you try this, babe, and then do that. And I'll help you create a, you know, a financial plan and all these things. None of that. He also was the same guy that asked me for a thousand dollars because he was an artist. Right. <laughs> and he just wanted the money to be in his account. Now, I dated a guy before. Hold on. 
I dated a guy before that I made more money than him. Pretty much all of my relationships with men in the past, except for one, mm-hmm. you know, so one out of the six, I've made more money than them. Yeah. I took care of them financially. My mother worked three jobs to put my dad through school. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I grew up knowing. You have a template for that. And and not in the regard of like the woman is subservient to the guy and she has to take care of everything mm-hmm. to serve his dreams. But just uh, if this is going to be for the betterment of our family, you know, okay, I can sacrifice here, but with the understanding that there's reciprocity, right? Mm-hmm. And so with him, again, he wanted $1,000 because he was in between paychecks. But he wants you to have a good credit score. Mm-hmm. And then he is. <laughs> and I gave him the money, you know, just because I dated a guy, like I sure. said, that I made more money than him. And he cheated on me like he was getting a trophy for it. So in order to prevent that happening again, I said, fine. Cut to two weeks later, I just needed $100 to put gas in my car because I couldn't find my bank card. And he was like, you don't have $100 on you? Same guy that literally two weeks prior asked me for $1,000 just because he wanted the money. Who also has this weird thing with credit. financial credit mm-hmm. score restriction. And wasn't trying to like give me knowledge and, and education. I, mean, I don't know if you want knowledge better. from the guy who's an artist who needs to borrow fair. a grand. Very fair. But what I'm saying is, it's like when guys bring problems to the table and no resolutions and solutions, like I have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're chopping me down, but you're not bringing anything to help solve. Like love is action. So help. Are there other deal breakers you of other people you've run into where you're like, oh, this guy, this guy could be the guy, but then there's this weird arbitrary. Yeah, there's the, uh, there's the toxic masculinity just in the regard of like, I am the man. Mm-hmm. let me do like da, 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 da. i have no problems letting a guy lead as long as there's a clear vision of where you're going mm-hmm. but if you're a clusterfuck of like thoughts and emotions and there's no clear plan that you have for self like where the fuck am i going yeah to hell but that's the, where but don't you think some of your wants are gonna often come up against the the type of like the things you want in a guy who leads are oftentimes gonna coincide with the type of guy who is forcefully leading with no plan because he just thinks that that's what he's supposed to do as the man. I think a different version of me. Yeah. Mm. But the version where I'm at right now, I think that there's a beauty to, like I said, like I'm alpha female in a lot of other areas of my life, you know, with my family, you know, financially I contribute a lot. Yeah. Um, Professionally and personally, I contribute a lot. So when it comes to relational, I, I feel that, you know, when you're communicative with your partner and there is a clear sense of what do you want out of life? Mm. You know, uh, not to say that you're regimented to like a five-year plan or anything like that because life has to be able to come in and detour and whatever. But if you have if you have a strong work ethic, um, earning power, like we talked about before, you're soft in your way in that I can be soft with you. My dreams, my desires, the things that I want to accomplish, that's safe with you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Make the fucking decision. I don't give a shit. Like, take something off my plate. Please take something off my plate. Yeah. And I don't think that that can come across in a toxic way. Have you gone to any like um, kind of absurd extents to find somebody uh, sort of in the way that your character in, in this show is um, is doing? Dating apps, I think, because I think dating apps are just a, a just a hodgepodge of shit. If we're being fully transparent, mm-hmm. and I've paid like good money for them i've paid good money for matchmakers uh mainly because sometimes you just need someone's outside perspective and opinion Mm -hmm. uh if i was in six relationships and all of them went bad i'm the common denominator Mm -hmm. right so then there's the realization of there's something i need to fix be it with my picker or the the attributes i am looking for in a partner so sometimes you just need an outside source and i'm cool with that what'd you learn from the matchmaker um that 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 it's it's rough out here i think we're all constantly trying to if we're not trying to heal from something and get over something you know we're trying to figure out that thing with self Mm. right versus not everyone is is willing and open to be vulnerable it takes a lot right especially for a guy i mean i'm you're the first man that i've talked to and i talk to a lot of guys i have you know, I grew up with nothing but guys, so I'm a guy's girl. Okay. Um, I've never heard a man say to me before that I'm in a male group therapy sitch where we're trying to provide space for one another to be soft and uh-huh. more emotive and 
open. I've literally never heard that before. I mean, I think you got to start changing maybe some of your, your, your friend groups a little Fair. bit. Fair. Yeah. You may be right. I need to hang out with more white people. Well, it I mean, seems I mean, like you guys are <laughs> rushing to therapy. I mean, you go hang out I'm in Bushwick, a bunch of very <laughs> weak looking white boys that you could break in half. No, and I think, uh, I think I need to go to the a different part of Brooklyn where, you know, they got a little more soul to well, them. You know what I mean? Like I need a, if I'm going to date a white guy, which I'm not opposed to, sure. I need him to be like a particular type of white guy. <laughs> But not a pandering to the black community type of of white guy. You know what I mean? Because I don't have time for that. One who's like unironically on spill. (laughs) (laughs) Not unironically on spill. (laughs) What spill? Spill? Oh, that's like one of the Twitter spinoffs, but it's like... Oh, black. spill, spill. Yeah. Okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The one that like I don't know how I got an invite, but I did get an invite. You got invited in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about self. Oh, huh? Are you trying to date me? No, Is that I'm what tra- I'm hearing? Oh, no. What? No, I said I'm on spill. That stutter was very strong. Well, it's just you're in LA, and that's that's already <laughs> it's a not deal doing breaker. It. It's yeah, if you live in the Bronx, it's too far for really? me. Really? Oh, yeah. Are you a Manhattan guy? I live in Bushwick. I live in like deep next to the cemetery Bushwick. Oof. <laughs> so not, not the fun, cool house of, yes, right. Bushwick. Like, like, wait, what were you saying? You're saying, oh, the guy's therapy. Yes. But there's always like some like soft dude, like, like, I feel like like black guy who like works out of the coffee shop. Not works at the coffee shop. Like he's got his laptop out, his knitted cap on, and he works there. That guy probably is in touch guy. with his feelings. He shut me down. No, yeah, he shut you down. I approached that guy. I did uh, on this project that I I don't think he listens to this podcast, so I can say it. Uh, he actually co created the series uh, that I was cast in, and I saw him. I'm like, oh, he's lovely to look at. His energy was softer, you uh-huh. know. Um, he seemed as though he were the type of guy to be more in touch with his feelings and yeah. whatnot. Shut me down. He just wasn't, or maybe I wasn't being as overt as I, you know. Would you? Would you say just p- I, picture? I'm, I'm him for okay. this moment. The f- <laughs> <laughs> I'm blushing thinking about it because, contrary to what men think, it's really hard for women also to take rejection. It's hard for anyone to take rejection. For sure. Which is why I was so mad when, <laughs> when I put myself out there. Because during this time, I actually, he was the fourth guy that I approached. Because that's a new thing for me. Yeah. Right? As you can, you picked up on earlier, yeah. I kind of like men to come get you some. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I smile. I put the energy out there that I'm inviting. And mm-hmm. so when I approached him, I said, you know, congratulations on your show. And, you know, if you're not seeing anybody, I would really love to take you out for a celebratory drink, if that's okay. That was great. Shut me down. That's okay. But that was great. That was good, right? That was great. Just because he turns it down doesn't mean you shouldn't do that anymore. You he should do that. He was the fourth. Ma'am, it takes more than Did four. Did you ma'am me? It takes ma'am? more than four. <laughs> Don't be so impatient. No, I... <laughs> Here's the thing. I mean, I've interviewed at least a hundred ex exes on this show. Damn, you've had a hundred relationships. Well, like you know, past hookups or situationships, fucking a variety. Okay, yeah, just okay. to be like, why not me? Good for you. Why can't you love me back? <laughs> oh, you know, why won't you let me love you? <laughs> yeah, no, legit. That's exactly. Yeah. That's my, oh, well, my career's Are we upon. commiserating? A little bit. Yeah. It's basically that it's tough out here, but that doesn't mean it's we hard out here for a swing pimp. the bat and try. I, I do. Yeah, I do to the to That's the good. best of my ability. It it does get a little discouraging when you do so, and it produces no good fruit. Yeah. Um, but I do. I try. You're also doing it in L.A., which I hear is far more trash. I lived in New York for eight years, and I was single for yeah. But you, were, you didn't have this new them. like mm, I I asked dudes out, you know, streaking yet. What am I giving? What energy am I giving? No, it's just this. Whatever you were do, you're doing now. You weren't doing back when you were in New I York. I thousand those. percent yeah? was. Okay. Yeah, I one thousand percent was. And 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 the I thing just want to shadow. Too, I want to shadow you while you're while you're hitting on these people. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, the only thing that really has shifted is maybe confidence in self and. Leave and I were talking about that yesterday. Okay. So my confidence has come up more. Um, and the more, like, I'll do these things. I'll look in the mirror and I look at myself and I'm like, I pinpoint all of these different things. I try to find at least five things. Solid. Good things. Mm-hmm. Good. Your eyes are beautiful. Your smile is magnetizing. Yep. You know what I mean? Like all the things. Like, look at these big titties. Like, <laughs> that ass is real and it's up. You know what Where I mean? for? Like, Huh? I said no. I was just we're at four. Yeah, we're at four. Uh, what waist, bitch? You know, <laughs> like, like 
whatever. Um, it's funny. Um, I do the same affirmations. Titties are all up. Five. Yes, titties are up. Ass is real. My ass is real. But <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm sad. I'm like, the titties are up. Given uh, <laughs> up titties, ass is fat. You know, waste like what? Well, something that I was curious about you and like listening yeah. to some of like other conversations you've had is that you seem to be a, a woman of faith. Yeah. Uh, and I was very curious, but you're also clearly down to like swear and make like mm-hmm. sexual innuendo and jokes. God is and such. still working on me. Yeah. So, so I'm, <laughs> well, I'm curious, you know, where where your faith and not just when I talk to people about how faith has affected their sexualities, it's usually in a past tense with the faith. It's they had the faith, mm. and here's the effect it had on me, and here's where I am now, and they're almost combating against it. You still like going to church, yeah? So how do you feel that your faith intersects with your sexuality? When I was younger, I can completely understand with that sentiment of feeling kind of like closeted by by you know my faith, a little uh, restricted by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm when I say closeted, just not feeling free enough to express my sexuality and my sensuality. Mm-hmm. And I think the older I got, the more I realized, like, this is a beautiful work of art. Yeah. Right? Like, when we look at ourselves in the mirror, we really are like a miracle. When you think about what everything that had to transpire for you to be born, like, how can you not look at yourself and marvel at that thing. Mm. And I think that it's very freeing to be able to have something that you can share with someone um, more specifically when, when there's more intentionality behind it that can make both parties feel good. Mm-hmm. And I love when I'm in a space where I'm being touched and rubbed and massaged. And it really feels like my guy is enjoying my flesh, my body, my curves. It just further makes me feel more beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that should be celebrated. Yeah. I don't think that's something that we have to like put to the back burner just because we're devout in our faith or if you're Christian or whatever your, you know, religious beliefs are, I think that your body is a temple mm-hmm. and it should be celebrated. It should be decorated. I have tattoos. I have piercings. These are things that, you know, when you look at the Jewish faith or you look at the Christian faith that you're not supposed to have, you're not supposed to do. Why shouldn't I decorate my temple? Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't I celebrate this temple? Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't I why shouldn't I invite people who really love this space to enter into my temple? So is it a coincidence that your lesser amount of sexual experiences uh that you had like a less amount of sexual experiences and have this faith or did one inform the other? No, I think when I was younger, it was more so there there was also traumatic things that happened to me when mm-hmm. I was younger, uh, without making your podcast heavy. Uh, can be as heavy <clears throat> as you want to do. Well, there were certain traumas. Sure. I was abused mm-hmm. sexually uh, as a child. And so that with why God did this happen to me when I was younger played a heavy part in that. When I was in college, my college years, I was in abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what I meant when I said, like, I had this phase of loving people to the best of my ability. Obviously, it was not good love, mm. wasn't healthy love. And then when you do get older and you develop a healthier sense of self, um, now you're just being more conscious with who you give that to. Right. Mm. And so I just haven't come alongside someone that can look at this thing and see it as beautiful as I see it, as valuable as I value it, and want to take care of that. That just hasn't happened yet. That's just timing, mm. right? That, that doesn't have anything to do with uh, me not wanting it. It's just hasn't come up yet. But you're, lo- you're, you're, you're a bit cautious about who you allow into your temple. Yeah, I think when you know better, you do better, right? Like you're just, you're just a little less, you're just a little less more, you're just a little less, in, what's the word? Um, I'm just not inclined to be more cavalier with this. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I'm prudy. When I'm in relationship with a guy or even when I'm just really digging on this guy, I love sex. I love how it makes me feel. I love performing sex on the man. I love putting him in my mouth. I love mm-hmm. I, I love pleasing my partner. And I want to receive that. But I also feel like not everyone should get these big lips around their dick. I mean, I, if we're keeping it a buck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if we're keeping it a buck, sure. why would I put random dicks in my mouth? You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't want street meat. I also think that there's a be- <laughs> Sorry. I also think that there's a beauty in being with a man that sees what he's bringing to the table. 
a few of my sexual partners from the past, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I'm a big dick magnet. I okay. have zero problems attracting men with big dicks. Don't know what that's about. Maybe because I'm 5'8", I'm a big girl. They're like, she can take what I want to bring to her. Cool. Sure. Um, I also like how the guy with the big dick always goes, I'm just looking for someone who can take my big dick. And take this rather, dick. Rather than uh, <laughs> allow me to go off and figure out how to utilize my big dick. Talk to me. And that's the problem. Like, you'll meet, they don't know what to do with their big dick. You just have a big dick, but they're yeah. just laying there and you have to do all the work. And, you know, and they're just giving it to everybody. There needs to be a sex ed class just for dudes with big dicks and how to do it. You, you know you properly. still have to actually like thrust up, right? And like yeah. do shit and like move your ass around. Like, and like oral. I don't know. Just things. Participate. I mean, you don't just per- flop it out and be like, I'm here. Uh, participate. <laughs> yes, Sorry. participate. Participate. I can't even think straight. I'm thinking about big dicks. But, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I think that there's a beauty in meeting a man who or a partner, because I don't want to close anyone off, um, meeting someone that also values what how they can make someone feel. Right. Mm -hmm. And they know the power behind that. Sex is a very big thing. You hear people all the time. I'm pussy whooped or I'm digmatized and all these other things like it can convolute like feelings and what you're really looking for. And I don't think that this is just my opinion. I'm just in a space where I don't want to give this good vagina out to any old Tom, Dick and Harry, you know, and I'm looking for a man that I'm not saying he needs to only have like one sexual partner because I want you to have some experiences because i haven't had the best okay so i'd like to be taught some things but i also think there's a beauty in looking at your guy and he's realizing no no no, this is i'm a prize i'm a prize too Mm -hmm. and i know i can pipe you down and i'm not going to be out here giving my street my my dick out to everybody and i'm community penis and street me no I mean, some 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 could think of as uh, the community penis who knows what they're doing, being like, no, it's more like I know how bad it is for everybody. I'm out here trying to overcorrect for the world. It's kind of yes, and I'm gonna yes, and you. I mean, it's kind of like this line Tupac said, "I don't want it if it's that easy." You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want community dick. I, I mean, you're talking to someone who, uh, you know, the episode that comes out next week is uh, the oral sex auditions where I went down on five of women and then they gave reviews to my friend after I left the room. Spectacular. So, I mean, I dated a guy that gave the best oral sex thus far that I've had. I mean, you can climb the wall like Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but I'm also in my head and maybe it's a Scorpio thing because we're very like, like we're very tied to our neither regions. <laughs> they like to call us like the sex sign on the Zodiac, but I'm like, I think we're just... We're very tactile. We like flesh against flesh. We we're very um, we're in it. Like we're detailed when we're with our partners and like every little. And so we just connect better when it comes to sex, but not like we're overly mm. sexually driven. If if that makes sense. Sure. And so with him though, I'm like, how many women were you eating? Puss. And you should be happy that that's the high enough number that he could get good enough I'm too to then jealous give it for to that. you. I'm too jealous for that. that. That's why I was like, I kind of want the guy that, yeah, you had your fun, but can you sit your ass down and not like give dick out to everybody? Can it just be my dick? But could they have been a slut in the past and then they get to you and, and chill out? I kind of want you to have your, yes, and it mm. would be great for you to have had fun. I think everyone should have fun. Let's start there. Forget and fun. I, when it comes to men, I'm like, you need to have gone in practice. You need to. For sure. <laughs> that's how I feel. a lot it. of men walk around here not knowing what to do in the boudoir. Yes. What I'm saying is, is I think that there's also a beauty in saying, you know what? I think I, I kind of want to save this good dick for the right person. I don't want to just give it out to everybody because mm-hmm. I know it's great dick. But it also comes with a great heart, a great mind. You know, someone who knows like I'm hungry. So pardon my growls. Okay. I'm sorry. I haven't eaten any dick yet. Um <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. (laughs) Sorry. Um, You know, you kind of just want them to uh, just, I don't know, have that moment where you value you and you see you. Mm. And isn't that why you started this podcast too? Like you wanted to know where, like where you went wrong so you can figure out like, I wanted love and all this stuff. My issue was like anytime I wanted to get more serious, the woman Mm. would always tell me she wanted to keep it casual. Mm. Did you start off friend zoning yourself? No, be, no, they'd still be like, no, no, still come over and do that thing with your thing on the oh, thing. Oh, you were piping down, we were, bitches. We would, and well, then... It's the early days of like dating or hooking mm-hmm. up or whatever. And then, you know, at some point, I'd be like, I like you. And then they'd be like, shut up and fuck me. And yeah. Then it's like, all right. See, now if you were moving like the guy that I'm describing, it would be completely different. Well, every, yeah, well, you so, got to move with the energy of, I know what I'm going to do to you when I have you. Mm-hmm. So you got to earn it. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I would oftentimes like uh, the, those things would eventually end because I'd be a bit upset about, you know, my stature or whatever. Or they go and pick and they go date like a different dude after mm-hmm. they're done like fucking me. I think I was like a good like boyfriend. I was like, um, I was like. Uh, you were a fun time guy. Yeah. Well, like I, I give boyfriend vibes even when I'm being casual. Mm. So I think they enjoyed that they were getting that, but they didn't have the responsibility of being my girlfriend. Fair. So they could enjoy that like kind of boyfriend. Half in, half out. Yeah, boyfriend sex without the girlfriend responsibilities. So you were like hanging up TVs and putting furniture together and shit and no, piping I was, down? Like, listening to their feeling. I'm not that kind of man. I'm the okay. like, I'll help you find <laughs> the best priced man with the right reviews for that Spectacular. task. I'm mm-hmm. more like I will listen to to like your your problems and I'll get to know you and we'll go do fun things and we'll fuck and we'll eat and watch shows and shit. Mm. I'm not like the I am not like acts of service guy. I am okay. like words of affirmation, physical touch. Mm, uh, that's your love language kind of guy, yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's a glitch in every matrix. I mean, you know, if we had it all figured out, we wouldn't be out yeah. here doing this shit. So but you do know. you think you're so so just real quick just to tie a button on yeah. it is like uh, or a bow or whatever I'm supposed to tie onto the end of a <laughs> of a thought process was <laughs> tail on you, the donkey. Do you feel like your your faith um, has affected your sexuality at all? No. Even though like there are like some rules allegedly that are supposed to be followed. In, in, there's in rules and there's rules on everything, and you know <laughs> rules are made to be broken. Yeah. Um, I think I think the thing that actually liberates me more so now is that I know that my faith lets me know that I'm forgiven. Okay. You know, um, I don't feel that I need to operate within constraints to like be super saved. I think the thing that allows other people to have open conversations with me as it pertains to sex and religion and whatnot is that I don't exist in a space where. I serve a fire and brimstone God. Mm -hmm. That's just me. I think that there is one God and different religions and denominations take different paths to get there. And I think that if we strip it all down, that love and forgiveness is at the root of it all. Mm. And I think that expressing love physically is a beautiful thing. Um, And it's a beautiful act. And my religion doesn't get in the way of me being able to do that. One, I think everyone should do everything with intentionality, Mm. right? And if you're doing something and you know why you're doing something and it feels good for you and it's not I'm doing something for somebody else or to, you know, please someone else or whatever, as long as you can feel good about that, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Okay. Right. Like however, however that shows up for you and the God I serve isn't just he's not a fire and brimstone God. Mm-hmm. Right. It's uh, everyone falls short. You know, don't judge lest thou ye be judged. Um, the greatest commandment I give of all is love. Yeah. And that's how I show up personally, professionally, sexually. Um, I think the thing that shifts now that I'm older is just knowing better and just having more value in self. Mm. And I think that sex is a beautiful thing. I think it's an, an empowering thing. There isn't anything more empowering for me as a woman than when I am sexual with a man and I can look at him and I can see that in that moment, I have the power. Right. And he's fully enjoying everything that I'm doing. Um, if I'm in control, if we're having oral and I'm performing it on him, like knowing that all that is in my hands and in my control, I don't think that there's anything more powerful than that. Yeah. Because at any point in time, we all know you can bite down. I can chomp real down hard. on that shit and say, <laughs> that's what you get for cheating on me. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just, you know, religion. It doesn't interfere in that way for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's a it's a beautiful thing. Do you need to? Uh, do, does your champion need to also be a man of faith? I'd like that, or a man of your faith? Not man of my faith. Okay, a man of faith. Yeah, I I think that it's it's important that you have something that's greater than you. Something that there's just this thing. I think it checks ego. Uh-huh. I think it allows you to show up with more integrity. Whenever there's something that you're accountable to, whatever that thing looks like. I think just for practicality purposes, and I think just of understanding, I tend to be drawn more so to people who are Christian or Jewish. Mm. Uh, I think Judaism's the Torah. The the Torah is just the uh, old chapters of the bible yep. if i'm understanding that correctly yeah, it's just <laughs> they the don't subscribe to the new chapter it's the old testament yeah they're like no that's just some rabbi i don't know <laughs> i don't if know he's, what y'all were he's doing not god but... <laughs> i don't know what y'all were doing over there but you know uh jesus even shows up in the uh quran correct you know yeah. um so i think just having i want him to have faith uh-huh. 
I, yeah, I like him to pray with me, not on me. Okay. You see what I did there? Yeah, yeah. You didn't. Pray. It went over your head. Pray with a little me, bit. not on me. Well, I haven't. Like I, pray, like a oh, predator, like, like an apex okay. predator. Yes. Yeah, okay. P-R-E-Y. It's, yeah. <laughs> pray with me, not on me. <laughs> well, I mean, I would hope not. Jeez. I mean, do you feel like your radar for that has like picked up in age where you can tell er, sooner than later? Yeah. But also, I think at the end of the day, I think everyone should have some core things that, that it is that they want in a partner. Uh-huh. And I, I don't want to correlate that to age. I'd like to... I think that's more just life experiences. Okay. The more you experience life, the more you'll be able to say, I do like a guy that opens up doors. I like a man that um, if he has a hard time articulating it, he shows it. Mm-hmm. Right? I think there's a beautiful thing in being in relationship with someone that has shown their love before they have the words to say it. Mm-hmm. It'd be great to hear it. You know what I mean? But it's more so important. Okay, well, how are they showing up? Are they consistent? Someone who is dependable, if they're not checking these boxes and and note, I didn't say anything about, oh, he's got to be rich. He needs to be tall. He needs to be all these things. Like if those are things that are that work for you, great. Right. But to me, what means more is does he look at you when he's talking to you? Yeah. You know, is his word something you can stand on? Mm -hmm. Is his actions do his actions back up his words? You know, uh, do you find peace and comfort in the things that he says? Because you can stand on it. Is he integrous? I think that there's a world where I don't want to say women have made it. I don't want to say women have dropped the bar. I don't want to say that men haven't risen to the occasion. I think I want to say that there's a world where we kind of have been very lax on standards. And I think there are a lot of people who want relationships. versus like the work that comes with having something solid and something real that they are willing to go without something that you would say is the basic just to have something at home. People are staying in unhappy relationships just to have a warm body at home. Right. So when there isn't any effort that's needed, you don't show up in, in the best way possible. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I actually, I'm glad you brought that up because like one of the things I thought, because not knowing how different or not you'd be from your characters. Yeah. When I was listening to the first episode of of your Audible series, uh, Unleashed for Love. Mm -hmm. I was like, which preposition is it? It's a playoff of my name. Unleashed from love, Unleashed to love. Okay. For love. Yeah. You did better than DJ Envy. That's a fact. I think I wanted to drop kick him. I was like, sir, Unleash for love. You have known me for almost 20 years now. Get your shit together. Well, one of the questions I thought, listen, to his characters like would she does she want to be just be in a relationship yeah. or does she want a relationship with a champion yeah with a right one would she would she rather be not would she rather be single mm-hmm. and maintain her standards or would she just rather settle for somebody who meets enough i think that version of alicia where she is right now yeah. unfortunately a lot of women or a lot of people are occupying those spaces and yeah. i say people because i have guy friends that are punching their clock she's punching her clock Right. There are certain boxes that she has to check off by a certain time because that's what society has told her to do. That's the standard that her parents have set. And I know a lot of people that are just like, I just want something so I can get married, so I can build with them, maybe pop out some kids or oh, do whatever. Like That's what Alicia sounded like. That's what Alicia is sounding like. That's where that's that's the space that she occupies, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's relatable because a lot of people are occupying that, right? They're not looking for someone that's willing to bear down and do the work, mm-hmm. which is why, unfortunately, those relationships don't last. There's no foundation on something real. But she's not looking for that. You know, she, she doesn't realize that. You know, which is why her parents say, you know, that doesn't exist, right? Like, this takes work. <laughs> you know, it's not this this whimsy thing that, oh, I want to be in love. It's love isn't rainbows and ponies. Love mm-hmm. is elbow grease and rolling up of sleeves and, you know, compromising. Not in a way that doesn't feel good, uh. but in a way that allows that other person to feel safe and know that I can let this thing go okay. and take that up for you because I know you got me. Yeah, but those compromises, I feel like some people see them as, and you know, not, I don't think I'm spoiling anything because it's like the 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 series opens up with this yeah. bad date yeah. that your character's on, and I feel like people settle for that guy. Yeah, and I sat there being like, I would never have the audacity to be yeah. like this on a date. I don't think my looks could justify me getting away yeah. with that behavior. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> So it's like, so it's like, I, I feel like people then compromise for this dude who is like, when y'all listen to to the show, yeah, it, it, you know, when it opens up on the state, you just be like, 
There are women who date that guy. 1,000%. Like long term. 1,000%. And it makes me so sad. But if you listen to it, it's less to do, it's 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 less about that guy. Uh. And it's more about where Alicia is. You know, she's like, I haven't heard from you in two months. Right. And you're on a date with this man? Yeah. Because he was like, oh, you know, I took a swing and I saw you weren't busy on Instagram. So, hey. And you're right. There are plenty of people that will enter in relationship with that man or that woman. But again, she's just in the space of, though she doesn't know it, she's just checking a box yeah she wants she wants to check some things off her list so would you rather be single and maintain your standards or would you rather like have somebody who meets 60 percent? i would love to be in a relationship i would love to experience love for the first time Mm -hmm. from a healthy space where there's reciprocity where my nervous system can can just relax i can exhale i can feel safe that's something that i have yet to experience even within the dynamics of my own family But what I'll say is, is like when you've done your work and I've done a lot to be this woman in front of you, that I can create a show because I'm executive producer myself and Mm -hmm. Sarita Wesley, we're executive producers, co-creators, about all of the fuckery that I dealt with in the past. I can look at that. I can look at myself. Like I said earlier, I've had six relationships. I'm the common denominator, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm the thing. I need to do something to shift to change and to grow. And I don't think that all of that work, all of that love of self should should not be rewarded um, by being hasty. Mm-hmm. I think I sh- I think I deserve to take my time and be intentional and purposeful in my pursuit of the right guy. Which some of your friends call picky, but you call like I want <laughs> I know what I want, yeah. and I'm not selling for less. Alicia, why don't you go? We've alluded to it a little bit here and there, mm-hmm. but your your show, uh, Unle- Unleashed, Unleashed for Love. Unleashed for Love. I literally almost threw this microphone at you. <laughs> don't make me fight you on your own podcast. <laughs> I don't want to do it, but I will. <laughs> uh, but it's on Audible. I've listened yeah. to the first episode. It's very fun. Why don't you tell them about the, the premise of the show? I hope you finish your it. Your character who has gone way above and beyond what I have to try to figure out my singledom woes. I think uh, you know, trying to find uh, love and career balance is like a universal language and alicia is just trying to take it all in her hands by any means necessary uh the cast is rounded out by logan browning who plays candy and pretty v uh from wild and out who plays melissa uh teddy lamorne morris um you know it's just rounded out by people who are also trying to figure out how they can have it all in whatever version that looks like it's a show within a show it's a comedy that goes completely off the rails yeah what 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 is alicia doing in the show like what's the premise alicia you know she feels like and she's been encouraged to create a reality dating show that will hopefully because you know as we all have seen uh today's tv stars are coming from the vines they're coming from twitter and instagram and you know the real housewives and you know all of those things reality tv so she's like fuck it you know if society is telling me that i got to create this maybe i can create this and still get that also and so it follows uh you know how that journey goes uh in the end we don't know if she gets exactly what she wants um and it, so it's just it's a funny way to like see how it could flush out when you try to have it all by any means necessary. The audacity to throw your own dating reality show. Well, she's, I must aspire to. That you got is... to. I'll come on and help. I'll help you find women. I'll be a madam for you. Oh, fantastic. Is you that? Be... Can I legally say that? Yeah, I think you can do that. So long as you're not promising me sex with them. No, I, like, I can't I, even I, promise, I promise myself sex. So I don't think that there's, I can't even promise myself sex, babe. So I don't know if I can, I, I wouldn't dare to no, say you promise I promise the introductions you sex. And yeah. Then, uh, yeah, you can be the, the casting director okay you have some heavy lifting because this is breaking down as i go really fast into my 30s you're the problem is no i just meant physically like i'm i fucking i got (laughs) us i hurt my shoulder turning to check my blind spot how old are you uh 34 34 think about you gotta get your shit together babe yeah you should be taking your collagen i just started taking fish oil okay that's a good one yeah glucosamine i'm taking taking vitamins every morning now (laughs) did not have to do that pre-pandemic see i don't have those problems because black doesn't crack surely i mean you know you see all this oh yeah no i see i see this this like i said it's breaking down so like my show needs to be (laughs) done soon um soon Maybe some of that reality money can help me out. Uh, I got your the- back. Yeah, no. Unleashed for Love is uh, it's on Audible. Executive produced by Kevin Hart, uh, Charlemagne the God. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we knew we had something. Everyone was always like, yeah, we'd love to see it. We'd love to do it. Um, just not right now. And so when the time presented itself and Charlemagne and Kevin Hart wanted to throw their name and their resources behind our show, it's something that we hope that everyone will listen to, enjoy, laugh at, laugh yeah. with, um, and just keep pursuing whatever it is that they want by any means necessary. And as y'all can hear, Alicia's very funny. So there's funny in the show. <laughs> go check that out if you've got Audible. Thanks, uh, and Alicia, boo. where can people go to find you, follow you? Um, I am at I am Alicia Renee. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm only on the Instagram. You know, the Twitter, the Twitter. The Twitter isn't giving what it needs to give nope. these days. And we're not on spill. Well, no blue sky, I, no, I am no on threads. spill. I am, nope. I am, okay. I am on spill. Mastodon. I'm not active on it. <laughs> Who? Damn, Mastodon. all these social media things. Like Too many. No, that's the problem. We're such a microwave society. That is the problem. <laughs> and, you know, like everything is just like quick, 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 quick. Like no one's taking the time to like, hi, I'm Alicia. Yeah. How are you? I mean, look, I got threads because it was easy and I got spill for the cachet because it was like, yeah. oh, spill? Like, You're out here. I just know that that's where all the that's cool shit's That's black Twitter. Gonna... Yes. That's and black I, Twitter. Black Twitter's always been more fun than So you've essentially been invited to the cookout. Oh, I, I get invited to some cookouts. I, do you know that? Do you know that expression? Yeah, yeah. Where I went, my my only like mini viral shit on TikTok has been me like doing step routines from college. Good and for I got you. A lot, of, lot of lot of cookout invites from that. I kind of want to see you do it now. Uh, I can show you a TikTok of me too. <laughs> but for now, uh, people go check out the show uh, on your audibles. Go follow Alicia, and uh, you know, why don't you uh, go and say goodbye to everybody? Uh, bye, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I am Alicia Renee, and check out Unleash for Love available now on audible what did you think of alicia renee the best place to share your thoughts about this week's show is in the episode discussion channel in the champagne room link in the notes jump in on the conversations let us know what you thought you can always email me directly Send your comments, your advice questions, your criticisms, maybe your titty pictures to manwhorepod at gmail.com. I guess I'm putting titty pictures back on the acceptable list. Just don't be expecting a certain sexual energy, okay? Like, if you want to share them, you can share them. If you need me to, like, respond a certain way, you got to go throw that down with some tip money in my OnlyFans. Link in the schnotes. So many of you asked for this, and so I am answering. Um, you want it? You got it. Tomorrow, there's a bonus episode coming out exclusively on Patreon. It is just the moans. Yes. All of the moans from episode 500. It's, it's literally going to be like an hour of hearing me eat pussy and women moaning. That's what it is and that's gonna be on the patreon tomorrow it's available for all of my five dollar and up fan whores and you can gain access to that at patreon.com slash man podcast or download the patreon app and you can find it me and it and more on there all right now i gotta start i gotta figure out an outfit for hacienda this weekend it's the summer of 69 and i gotta figure out how to look like a hot stocky hippie maybe i'll see y'all there people Maybe I'll see you at the Naked Comedy Show. Maybe I'll see you. Stay slutty.